1: It's a new season. It's a new show. This is the Final Inspection Show with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Now, Final Inspection on 1057 FM, The Fan. Here's Steve Zaki.
2: And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. There is just so much to talk about in NASCAR this week. We had to, we had to bring Dennis past his usual allotted time here into the second hour. That's uh, amazing. We got three series out in Phoenix this weekend.
3: Yeah, it, and I like this time of the year uh, when you cover the races. Um, you know, in person you just see. So much great racing. And now, with the lights out in Phoenix, you get uh, the night race on Friday. When I was first going out to Phoenix uh, covering NASCAR, remember, uh, Friday evening was always the racing the dark uh, with the truck series. Uh, If you had any kind of delay with qualifying for a cup, uh, you were going to see the race end early. Uh, But now, with the lights out there, you know, they, they yeah, take good care of it, but it uh, should be exciting. We've got, uh, you know, an interesting battle is uh, you know in all three of these series. I'm still not crazy about the chase format in uh, any of the series, especially not in Xfinity and in trucks, but, you know, that's what we have to work with.
2: Yeah, and, and there's a secret here. We're taping. okay so we'll talk about the xfinity race instead xfinity race is happening and let's see here what do we got here we got eight eight chase drivers have a shot at the championship four right now we got daniel suarez Elliot sadler eric jones blake cook i really want blake cook to make this thing i just want i just love i just love chaos
4: it, Blake Cook being in it is the truck equivalent of Ryan Newman a couple of years ago making it to the Final Four without having won a race. Yeah, I love, I love just the I, the, the the basically the nine seed,
2: like you know the nine well, seed in the NCAA. Well, and this is it. the problem, and this yeah. is why you're seeing no Cup drivers next year in in any of the Chase races because they really screwed it up. You don't you don't have guys. You're, you know that's why Blake Cook is still in this thing.
3: Blake Cook is, the, is sort of the canary in the coal mine that shows that this rule idea for uh, Xfinity is not working. He has zero top five finishes all season long. He only has four top tens, and he's averaging worse than 17th. Yet, he is one of the favorites to go to Miami with a chance to. Uh, to, to a chance of the dance, I guess. I would you could love to say. see that. So, it, it's just crazy that that with that kind of a record, and and this isn't a, a knock on Blake right. as a
2: driver. Yeah, we're not ripping in, on he's Blake. He's sub, right.
3: He's in subpar equipment, right? And what he's been able to do, and what that team has been able to do in this rules format, congratulations to them. But what it shows is that you can't do a chase format in Xfinity. He was like seven races behind in points, uh, but still eligible for uh, for you know evening the score and going to uh, the battle. So uh, pretty crazy.
4: I'm just imagining the the championship presentation. Congratulations, Blake! Your best finish all year was sixth, but you were the champion of your R series.
3: <laughs> yeah, and this is just... the, this is the insanity because in the Xfinity series, you know, you, how about the guys wadded up and and he makes. He's the champion finishing 30th at, at Homestead, Miami. You know, I, the other three guys wadding it up. It just, I'm i am rooting for weirdness to happen just to show the absurdity of, of their format.
2: You know, I, I think they should actually do like a 40-yard dash for that final spot. Because I bet you Brendan <laughs> Gaughan wins that thing. The 40-yard dash
4: for the cash.
2: Right. There's <laughs> For that last spot, I want to see Brendan your... in race in the racing suit. You know, I want to see him run a 40. I bet you he still win. That went viral. I mean, I, mean, I, I tease him because Brendan's a little <clears throat> Jimmy Spencer size, but he was, I mean, he, the guy's an athlete. And I will speak he's for built. a guy you know who he's was built. I will speak for the guys who played sports, even at a, at a large size like I did. Um, you know, you can still make your moves. You can still, you know, get up and down bass. And this is a guy who played, I mean, this guy played at Georgetown.
3: Yeah. He, he was a scholarship winner to go to play basketball um, at Georgetown, and I, I jokingly said that he was the uh, the token white player on the team at the time, uh, but he had some skills. He was actually a very, uh, very talented uh, player off the bench, um, very good athlete. I don't know what happened, Brendan
4: his dad had money to put him in a NASCAR and that's what happened. And you you get, you don't have to, you don't have to be as he's great for the sport though. I mean,
2: we've had him on the show. He's, 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 yeah, he's a good, I mean, he is excellent for that series. He's pure passion, which
4: is so great to see like a guy that, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve and, and has never let the fact that he's had help by way of, you know, the South point connection that he's had his whole career. He's never let that be, He's never let that define him. I think he's always kind of had to work hard for every opportunity he's had. Knows his limits, picks his spots, and when you win, you're just you're just happy for the dude.
2: Right? Because I mean, you look at Paul Menard, and Paul Menard, you know, got got a lot of you know in that. Sure, you know, he's had a means to get where he's at, but he's been able to stay in that, and he's competitive. Mm -hmm. And you don't see guys. You don't see you. You. It's not like some other series where you know the guys come in after, Oh, there's so-and-so on the track again. He shouldn't be out there. You don't hear that about Brendan gone or, or Paul Menard.
3: He's got a, he's a very talented driver. Um, mm-hmm. he's had some success. And I remember the first time I saw Brendan gone in a race was out at, uh, at Phoenix and he had been running Winston West up, um, you know, part time and decided to come and run the truck race with his own team and a real makeshift pit crew. they, they went ahead and they pitted during a caution flag, and they lost two laps in the pits and For just a routine four-tire stop, that was just how, how underfunded, you know, their pit crew was. They, they weren't used to having live pit stops and stuff, but uh, Brendan, uh, he was running in the top ten at the time, by the way, when they made the first pit stop, so uh, the, the young man is still a pretty talented driver and also is just the funniest guy in NASCAR right now.
2: He is. You know, you should see this. I, I have a desk here. It's covered in, in, paper, in print, paper, printouts and everything. Lots of paper. It's, and, of course, I don't have what I want. I don't have the Xfinity results from last week. Can we just say Kyle Bush won? Except that Kyle. it wasn't Kyle Bush. It, yeah, it, was, Kyle, it was Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. So we...
3: It was a like Kyle. That's all that matters, yeah.
2: But what what are you other than Blake Cook winning the championship, <laughs> what what are we looking for in the Xfinity series to win?
3: Well, the the big key is, you know, will Eric Jones, who's been the class of that series, will he? Will he survive this format is the, is the big mm-hmm. question right now. Um, but he has been the guy that, uh, you know, he would be, He, he had a, he's had a great year. He really has. So, uh, um, But, you know, it's, it's all the Joe Gibbs Racing Series is what it really comes down to. Those cars have dominated so much this year, uh, even when. Kyle hasn't been there. Uh, You know, Suarez and and Eric Jones have uh, six wins between the two of them. So uh, it's been a pretty tilted series this year for uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Toyotas.
2: It certainly has. And uh, Phoenix is, uh, I mean, I love Phoenix. I don't really like the new track that much i like it's kind of cool that they can dive you know through the dog leg and that that's kind of neat but i still like the quirkiness of the i old, like the quirkiness of the old one with the little opening in the back, the back for the emergencies. Straight, yeah and yeah just it, you had that. it while well, it, it was this that basically same configuration to look it at when they opened it in what a march of 1964 yeah with aj Foyt, your first winner
4: well, it was just different when you didn't have the grandstands, you didn't have the suites and everything in turn one. It was yeah. older. Um, you still have the you still have the hill in, in three. The hill four, which remains, is, which that, is kind of yes. the
2: iconic portion when you're yep. looking at photos of the. track. And then you got to so. have that every time they come in off a break. You got to show the 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 guys on the horses, and mm-hmm. then sweep into the track. You know, yeah, but you can or, see see it on TV there. You know, yes,
4: oh, I understand you got a new one.
2: Let's see you, man. What's that new TV? Yes, I did get a new TV. I got a 4K TV, and it, it's scary how good this thing is. i like to say, like to say thanks to the guys at ABC Audio Visual, too, who in, helped me install it, this monster. one one It's girl. so
4: big it had to get installed.
2: It's so big, yeah, it's big. And this thing is, I mean, it's weird. When you're looking at movies, it, I like I was watching True Lies. And I've seen True Lies. I was flipping through the channels. It's one of it. It it's candy. It's a classic. Yeah, it? it's cotton candy of movies. You know, you just you know, there M and M's, whatever you want to call it. So I'm watching a little bit, but it looks different. And it took me a while, but it's almost what's weird with 4K. It's such a clear photo. It's all it there. It's it's a three dimensional element to it, even though it's not 3D per se, but it looks. The movie looks different. It doesn't look like a movie. It, it's hard to explain. I'm just, and, I'm, just envisioning,
4: my, I'm just envisioning Phoenix now with the horseback right. shots, with the cacti coming out of three and well, four. in the visuals. What's even
2: more spectacular is nighttime, any nighttime events with artificial lighting, like football games and that, or the night races is coming up this weekend. It, it, it's really, really cool. But, I mean, it's... You know, I got the two. I got the two TVs up there. I got a 55 inch now, and a 42 inch underneath it, so I can have one eye on one and one eye on the other. Especially now with you know racing and football, you know you need both. Because I'm a Red Zone channel freak. Yeah, I love the Red Zone. It's almost required. It's it's heroin for football fans. It really is. Dennis, what says you? Oh, that's right. You you get that 19 inch black and white thing. Yeah, with with my rabbit ears. But I got to hit it a to, couple uh, times on the side.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I've been able to figure out a way to get my rabbit ears to bring in the uh NFL Red Zone as well. That's uh <laughs> that's the only way to watch football. I can't watch a regular football game. I you believe I have not watched a single full football game this year. That's All because you've overdosed. When you overdosed
2: when 10, on that baseball team on the north side. That's why.
3: Yeah, all, all I'm actually looking forward to is the uh, championship in fantasy football of, of beating you again. So, I guess if you oh, were able see. to put your stats the other week mm-hmm. up on your 4K TV, um, you would have uh, lost by a little more than two. You're two I
2: lost by a hundredth
3: of a point. Yeah, I, I lost
2: a hundredth of a point to Dennis in our final inspection league that. Tony it couldn't get stop. into because he was traveling so much. Yeah. He I was... remember
4: I signed up and then it was like, oh, it's after, after it starts. So yeah. much like, much like Cole Pern, I, I was, I was to <laughs> a
2: dollar short. So, Ugh. well, Dennis, I want to thank you for, uh, staying over and, uh, uh, in overtime, NASCAR overtime and the final inspection show.
3: Well, it was a pleasure to, to join you fellows today and, uh, Looking forward to a hopefully good weekend of NASCAR racing.
2: It should be. Looking forward to it. And then uh, next week is our final show for the year, and it looks like we should be back next year. So we will have uh, information as it develops. You know, until the the ink is dry in the contracts and the lawyers look at everything, and, you know, we got a team of lawyers looking at the the 2017 contracts and everything. It's it's a big mess. cross the T's yeah yeah so we'll see what happens but we should be back next year and of course we'd like to thank uh well first of all i want to say thanks to chris klug at abc audio video who did a great job with my big 4k tv i might not leave the house this winter that's scary well, i'll be walking around in kleenex you know kleenex boxes yeah. like uh, howard hughes possible so dennis thanks for coming on and uh we also like to thank uh um Of course, ABC Audio Video, but uh, also Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association for their support through the year. We're going to let Dennis go, and when we come back, we'll be talking some IndyCar silly season stuff with Tony DeZeno. You're listening to the Final Inspection Show on The Fan.
1: This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: And welcome back to the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. Joined into studio by Tony DeZino. From NBCSports.com, the Motorsports tab—I guess you want to call it. Yep. Section. Did I finally get this right? Yes. Finally. Yeah. Took me most of the T- year. Took to... most
4: of the year, but uh, you know, same problem for us. So. But uh, yeah, no, uh, easy, easy nav once you once you get there. So.
2: I forgot to mention this to Dennis. Uh, going through my notes, and this is a problem when sometimes you have too many notes. That Sting is going to be playing at the NASCAR Awards, and when I saw that, I kind of hearkened me back to when they had the 100th anniversary of Harley Davidson and Elton John played, mm. and you wonder. Now, I, I know how this, this, this works. See, the, the reason why Sting is, is there is because he came, he's in the area, and he came rather cheap. Yep. I,
4: if you don't have to add the additional travel right. booking, etc. fees on top of that. Because
2: uh, my boss, Tony Perello at the SVRA, that's what he does when he brings in the Guess Who, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, or all these bands for the big events at the SVR, whether it's at Pocono or the or in Indianapolis Indeed. Motor Speedway in June. You get the bands that are CODA, uh, Circuit of the Americas. You get the bands that are kind of in the area, and they'll kind of, you know, because they're, they're like, hey, if we can add a gig between Louisville and Madison, and we can stop our, you know, they, they love that. It's It's like free money to them. Yeah, and they'll they'll usually kind of give you a break on the price for that, and you'd be surprised, especially some of these older bands, how cheap you could get them.
4: <laughs> I wouldn't call Sting cheap, but but
2: I'm not saying with Sting now. Now Sting, this is different. This is a – um, see, I would he was an A lister, and some and somewhat he still is, but he's, I he's only an
4: a, he's an A minus
2: lister. Well, I think I don't think now, he's a B lister. You but add not... Andy yeah. Summers, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, with the Police. Boom! He's an A. Yeah. The police are still going to be an A. Police are police are on the A right. list or all time list, right? For sure. Sting has kind of lost a little bit of a, because he's he's kind of lost that edge now. I you know and then you were talking about the police was one of my top five favorite bands, especially in high school. I can
4: I can go toe to toe with you on Sting though. I grew and up Sting, listening. To, not not a lot of people know that. Dream
2: but, of yeah, the Blue I, Turtles. I love that album when it came out. It's one of my favorite rock documentaries that came out when they showed. It's it's a fantastic documentary how they came about. They recorded the, the album in this castle. Fantastic. The guys he had on there. Uh it's when the American public really the the the, uh, the rock culture or whoever, I mean, got to know Brantford, Marcellus mm-hmm. and, and it it just that band was a tight, tight band. And uh, but he's kind of in, in recently I, as, as well I, as
4: the solo career is, to, is really the, been, yeah. been it for about the last 20 to 25 years, roughly, right? I and mean, it's, it's been that it's a, era, of and that's the
2: thing. I mean, it, it, it's been that long. I mean, it's hard to believe, but yeah,
4: yeah. It, it the sting of now is a completely different thing from the police thing because it's not all rock anymore, it's now this fusion of right. whatever genres and elements he's wanted to throw out there. He's you know, he's entered the vernacular in so many different forms, you right? Know, he's, he's, not, he's not the police version. And he's still still good, mind you. And and
2: there's that thing where too, where he's also the smartest guy in the room. Yeah,
4: I feel like uh, I feel like if it was you and him in the room, I'm just I'm just trying to imagine the culture shock between the two here because it's like you've got the NASCAR world and then you've got Sting. He's going to be all esoteric and and, you know dropping whatever mind
2: screwing. But come on, admit it. I mean, the NASCAR fans and that what the the secret that they don't know is that these guys like Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon. These guys live a life cuz they they kind of keep their private life private. They don't let the, they don't let the fans in on too much. I mean, Jeff Gordon was on the south of France yeah. when he got called to sub for south Junior. Virginia. I mean, so Junior or I should say Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, some of those guys they can have cocktails and or wine hundred dollar two thousand dollar bottles of champagne with sting all night long sting will be comfortable with them
0: yeah
4: well and he it's vegas so he, there's not going to be a better place to say right. desert rose than vegas because you know fits in that in that ballpark. but it
2: so. should be that's an interesting it should be interesting and then we we'll ought to see that because the, the mc yeah but it's the, been jay moored recently it's
4: usually jay moore that's always been kind of like a pseudo roast type thing so uh, I, I think they actually scaled back on on one champions week. The, it wasn't after the lap, but I think the something related to Fan Fest got got cut down this year right. so.
2: And to be honest, I haven't watched an awards banquet in about 15 years.
4: That's saying something when I've watched awards banquets more recently than because, you. Because of course I have to go to well, it. Well, because I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm complaining about because awards banquets.
2: Because they were a lot of fun and they became this PR where guys are just reading and it really turned off a lot of fans. And from a fan perspective, mm. for me, I was like, "Why am I even watching this?" This it's is
4: very. It, here's the problem, and it, and I've I've been to IMSA awards banquets now the last two years, which is now owned by NASCAR. And the the upside to it is how professional it is, mm-hmm. and just you know that if it's starting at seven o'clock, it's starting at seven o'clock. You right. better you better be in your seats. You better have you know made your runs, talked to your people, downed your first two or three drinks. um... But in the same respect, for as professional as that is, that takes a lot of the spontaneity out of it because you know what's coming, you know how right. s- how structured it's going to be, you know how simple it is. There's very few genuine moments you get at awards banquets because it's very canned, and that's something where that that can make awards banquets more fun if you can if you can freshen it up a little bit. And it's not just uh, it's not just canned, I guess is the best. And, and plus, you.
2: you can't top the 92 awards oh, no. for me. Well. I was too because, <laughs> uh, because I was watching when my father and Alan Kawicki won, and he was good friends with Jerry, his mm-hmm. father, and they were doing the video tribute, and my dad's photo came up. Ah. Uh, and that was a pretty cool moment. That's a special moment. Right? That's really cool when you're like, hey, all right. And we were really, I mean, we we're so proud of, of of Alan, what he was able to do. And as photographer Russ Lake and I always joke about, you can always tell the people that really knew Alan because those are the ones that call him a jerk because if you knew alan i mean that's why he got to be where he was because he was i mean but that was the professional side that was the driven side and and you know this better than probably anybody with all the people you've met through life whether it's in racing or whatever the driven people the people that are going places they're on a different wavelength. Mm-hmm. They're in a different, I mean, their schedule is different from, and they walk different, everything they're, they do. They, they, they just they carry themselves with a with a, with yeah. a demeanor and, a, yeah. and a, a
4: determination that just nothing's gonna stop me. I'm gonna make this happen. No matter, come hell or high water, I'm gonna pull it off. And I
2: know I've met people, especially when you go to Indianapolis in May, you'll meet a lot of people through different walks of life. And then that's, you know, from a media point of view, I love like when I listen to podcasts. I love listening to uh, guys, guys, gals, whoever. that have a story of how they got there, mm-hmm. and I love that story. And you and you see these guys, and some of them can be pretty intimidating. You know, others others well, even though they are in a in a very comfortable place in life, let's put it. They they'll they'll they're they're very you you can still be comfortable with them but I remember like Ken Hendricks maybe abc supply now I know why he hooked up with AJ because he was mm-hmm. just like AJ yeah and it was a very I don't it was an intimidating interview but just because he was such a driven guy yeah and you could tell and. You know, I've, certain
4: I've... people can sell their story of of growth and discovery mm-hmm. and maturation and persistence and bullheadedness and yeah. dogness, and 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 you can't go talk to certain people if you don't have that. Right? There's there's certain people I'll talk to when I'm at races or just making phone calls or developing sources where it's like you can only. Go go at a certain level with them, you, right. you know, because they don't, they maybe don't have your drive, or they maybe don't understand where where you're at, and so you have to work harder to to get to know with some people and other people. You wish they worked as hard as you worked. You wish they worked harder if their talent got them to a certain
2: point. Right, and then uh, then there's guys like Roger Penske, and
4: then there's guys like Roger Penske.
2: <laughs> <He> was... <laughs> but I tell you what, I was when I was hanging with George Palmer for the week down in Sebring this year. Not to drop names, but, uh, but. Roger Pensky came up and he goes, "I stayed." He goes, "I stayed a week at his house in, uh, in Reading when they were based in Reading." And he said, "Roger was always the first one up in the morning. Every single time, you know, and he was ready to go. Yeah. And when he, he and he's crawling out of bed, and he, they would be in the, the kitchen by quarter after six, six thirty. Roger's shaved, showered." has already read paper and was like ready to hit the ground running. starch here. has already been applied <laughs> exactly <laughs> amazing well it's time for our sp- uh, actually yeah we're going to take a break here you've been listening to the final inspection show brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove Wisconsin along with your friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association and I promise we'll get this some IndyCar silly season coming up right after this on the fan
1: <laughs> this is Final Inspection with Steve Zocchi. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. They can be found on the web at milwcar.com. In studio with me is Tony DeZino and a busy... Kind of day in uh, or week, I should say, in IndyCar when a couple other dominoes fell. I guess you should you can say now. I'm trying to remember last week, did uh Juan Montoya thing fall? Did we talk the Montoya about
4: Montoya thing fell? There were there's been about five moves in the last two weeks, and probably so, the next
2: big, biggest one after Montoya would be I guess Hildebrand. Hildebrand. So yep. if Jar Hildebrand will be in the 21 car replacing Joseph, Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden, right. Um, Surprise? No, I, I pretty much that it was a case where if
4: Montoya didn't want to take a major pay cut, and let's face it, Montoya in his IndyCar career is only driven for Penske and Ganassi, and with no disrespect to Ed Carpenter, who's actually built up a great team. Right, Montoya does. They needed him more than he needed it, and I think Montoya has to know that doing a Penske fifth car, even though it's a fifth car, right. and whatever the sports car program ends up being, whether it premieres later in 2017, whether it tests, you know, whatever Well, I think it does, that's the big thing. That's the big thing. Yeah. I mean, Montoya, they, there's one one remaining item left on that checklist, and that's a 24 hours of Omaha overall win. Yep. That's it. So... Going to Ed Carpenter is not going to do that for him, but staying with Penske, you know, you you don't want to leave the family. Basically, if you get an offer to stay with Penske, whatever that offer is, you take it. And I can't fault Montoya for that one bit. Also, I can't fault J.R. Hildebrand for being the the choice at at Ed. I mean, he's been out of the cockpit. He hasn't driven full-time in five years, but he has stayed active every year. He's finished top 10 in the Indy 500 each of the last three years, which as a one-off guy, you don't do. I mean, there's just no testing, different aero every year, different engineers, different crews. You're usually coming in a year out of the game. So... Um, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I, I wouldn't expect him to be top 10 in points, but maybe 11th to 12th with, like, one win, I think, could be realistic. So he'll be uh,
2: on the outside of the chase.
4: Outside of the chase. <laughs> 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 I think there's just too much uh, too much machinations with the Ganassi to Honda, Bedden, and, and other guys that were outside the top 10. Hunter
2: Ray was outside the top 10 well, this year. For Getting initial. back to Montoya. Yes. 1984, there was a guy who was driving for Miller High Life named Al Unzer. Mm-hmm and lost his ride in 85 to a guy named Danny Sullivan, yes. but stayed with the family. Mm-hmm. He won the championship the following year. Yes. Because somebody had a boo-boo at San Air, er, which would be a big understatement. Just a bit. But, I mean, if Allen's are senior, I, and you wonder if Rick mentioned that to Montoya somewhere along the line. I mean, you look at Allen's, or there's a guy who went from part-time, basically, from 84 on. Ended up winning the championship in a championship and a fourth 500. <laughs> I mean that's crazy in a show car. And <laughs> he was on the front row in '88. You know, and and had I mean he was able to run the 500 races. Man, he he and ran in
4: third in '92. I mean, I'm well, for I, Menard I, I, yeah. for Menard, and you and I were both at this earlier this year when they had the night with legends at the Peterson. I asked at Big Al, I'm like. So nobody asks you what your view of of Val uh, of Junior and and Scotty in front of you was. Like, yeah, I hope they would have wrecked because I would have won five. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I was I was pissed that I was too far back. So
2: and he was the one. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy. I mean, all the drivers, that drove from Menards. I mean, going from Gary Battenhausen, you know, Brayton. I mean, Tony Stewart. No, no, no stiffs. And he was the guy that, that pretty much was the highest you know finisher. Came close. I mean or Lion Dyke, you know, Leindyke, yeah. Lion Dyke probably had probably one of the best runs. He was good, qualified second. Right. Um, finished sixth or seventh, I yeah. think, that year. So so but um, or as my friend says he finished second. But <laughs>
4: yeah. Um those are, of course the first two moves. Then we have the Foyt evolution, yes. uh, where it's gonna look Big change. This is a forward moving Foyt lineup with Connor Daly going there, Carlos Munoz very likely going there. Probably. Neither deal's done yet. You know, contracts aren't signed. Same with the Chevy move, like because of the paperwork and the legalese and right. the contracts, it takes a lot of time. Um very interested to hear the commercial side of it too. Um how much ABC is, you know, right. if it's on both cars again, if it's on one car, what you know, what, what is that gonna the framework of that gonna look like. So
2: and, and the classiest move of the week was Takuma Sato. Oh, no. I mean, this was pretty cool. Yeah. He flies in from Tokyo and takes his crew out for dinner. How
4: great is that? that, yeah. that that's so good. People underestimate and don't realize how good of a guy Takuma Sato is. He's a great dude. Like, mm-hmm. he's a really good down-to-earth dude. He's got a good family. He's had a huge Japanese presence. He's he's basically kept a lot of guys in the media Employed, you know, over here coming over for, yeah, that's, doing, yeah, think about that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's four or five guys, and, and they sit, him, and they, they sit
2: him. in the role in front of me <laughs> they, at, the, at the speedway yeah, and every you year. You see them
4: every year, and you just, there's such a level of respect. And, and, and Sato's weird in that he's, he's inconsistent with his form, but, um, he's obviously on the move now. He'll go to Michael Andretti's team next year, and that's, that could be a good move for him too, where, but again, the field is so deep. Um, it, it's tough to see him much higher than 12th or 13th in the points at, at first glance. Uh, but uh, anyway, I mean, th- those have happened. And then here's the crazy part we're sitting here mid November, and Dale Coyne has two drivers. Yeah. Dale Coyne has never had two drivers in November unless it's two drivers from the current season that are still rotating the 19 car because the current the most, season has ended. What well, an innocuous
2: so. name since John Jones. Who's the driver of the second car? Ed Jones, Ed which Jones. is not
4: something a lot of people saw coming about a week or so. Again. No. This came... It's a great story, though. It's a great story, and it came... It, it happened quickly, and it happened with a bit of surprise because I think a lot of people had RC Enerson pegged for that seat. Uh, he was very close in contact with him. However, Ed had a guaranteed three-race budget already in play, the uh, the Mazda scholarship for winning the Indy Lights Championship. And I think it would have been a little easier for the package that Ed brought to, to come to the table a little quicker uh, to help get that deal done. And, and Jones was in a case where Unlike Spencer Piggott, you want to have a full season guaranteed because for Piggott, he had three races in a second car that hadn't run. Then he gets switched to another team at Ed Carpenter racing where he he didn't he didn't really improve as much as I would have liked to see him improve mm-hmm. over the course of the year. No one's doubting his talent, but he he didn't he wasn't made to look as good as he was by some of the other performances. For Jones, though, it's uh it gives him a good shot. Good engineering uh, with Sebastian Bourdais' crew that's there. And, uh, you know, Dale, all credit to him. He said, I'm going to have my drivers done by November. And lo and behold, he's got his drivers done by November. I mean, are
2: we asking too much uh, to be, was it was it 2011? When did Wilson win and when they ran really strong? Uh, you, he McCannon was working with them and he had everybody. Wilson
4: won Watkins in 09 and Texas in 12 with Bill Pappas. But the, here's the thing coins got uh they've got Craig Hampson right that li- uh originally was Newman originally Haas originally with Newman Haas been with Andretti been off and on they almost won the 500 this year with Townsend Bell in a fifth car um Olivier Bosson, who's been with Borde at KVSH the last few years and then Michael Cannon gets moved over to the second car uh so he'll work with with Jones they'll run at least 3 and possibly 4 again at next year's 500 similar to what they did last year uh, so whoever else gets into that mix is going to be in a really, really good position for that month
2: of May. And and I guarantee Tony Stewart will be mentioned, even though he won't be running. <laughs> oh, we'll put Tony in the 88 car. <laughs>
4: you know that's going to happen. Man, if AJ needs a veteran guy to partner up with him. Or there
2: you go, yeah, AJ, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Stewart in the, in the third fight car. Yeah, I mean. You heard it here first, folks. No, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. Oh, Chevy, it could. well, yeah,
4: another yeah, Ford. There so. go. All
2: <laughs> right, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll kind of tidy things up here in the penultimate final inspection show. Your uh, Courtesy of Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association, on the web at MILWCAR.com.
1: This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Driven by Milwaukee Area
2: Napa Auto Care Association.
1: On 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: And welcome back to the final segment of the Final Inspection Show. Brought to you by legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. And our friends at the Milwaukee Area Napa Auto Care Association. On the web at milwcar.com. So what do we got left, Tony? I'm with Tony Dezino from NBC Sports. Round the grab bag. Uh, Brazilian
4: got, GP this weekend.
2: Well, I'm talking about IndyCar. We still, ah, still, yes. we see, we still have a couple openings. We got the the Two. road course 20 car.
4: Road course 20 car. Um, so that's
2: Ed Carpenter racing. Yep. When Ed Carpenter's not running the ovals. Multiple
4: have, drivers in play for that. I would assume it's going to be a younger driver in the second car. Uh no guarantees on who yet because they're still working through the details and of what's
2: up with KV Racing.
4: Are they going to be back? I, they're down. The crew's not. They don't have a full crew. Um, they're gonna have. They're, they're trying to work on getting one car on the grid, but I can't see it any more than that. It just. I don't know. The series need. The series can't afford a loss of another team. Right. And it would not surprise me if uh, if there's actions taken from the sanctioning body to help the team make it to, to the grid next year. Mm-hmm. I could I could very much see... I mean, obviously, their, IndyCar has the team leader circle payout, right. which uh, allocates a certain amount of money per, per car, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little more extra kind of under the radar slid in to help ensure. Because they're down to nine teams. They lose this team. They're down to eight. So. And then
2: next year in May and April, we'll be playing the quest to get to 33. The quest to 33,
4: Yeah. But even so, you're you're going to enter with about the same number of right. full season cars, so that's no different. It's And the
2: usual and the usual players will show up with the Oriole Servia.
4: Yeah, you'll Townsend Bell. Yeah, pick your, you know, Pippa Man is always good for yeah. for the extra coin car. Um, you know, I know she's already working on that. Uh And I was glad she got in at Pocono. I was too. I mean that's uh, you need some you need seat time yes and fun, cool stat about her actually she's finished her last six 500 mile races in a row dating to 2014. that's one of the longest streaks active in the series and for people that don't really respect her right. ability that you, you don't finish six in a row if you don't have oh you know if you don't have it
2: well and there, and there wouldn't be i mean for somebody like qui to put her in a car I mean Coyne he win her a lot and he wouldn't be doing it if she was chewing up tubs yep and that, that's the bottom line. Yeah. It, so, uh, you know, we talked earlier about
4: drivers who who fight and have determination, and will never say no. Pippa is a bulldog, and and she just will not will not back down for for anyone. I, I admire her pluck
2: and tenacity almost more than any and, other driver on the. And earth. I mean, I had a conversation at Milwaukee after Las Vegas crash, and she, I mean, when she tells the story of what happened in that awful crash, it makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. I mean that is not she, yep. an easy thing she went through. No. Yeah. No, I, I mean you gotta give her props for that. I mean no. that's, I mean she's not in it just for the fun of it.
4: No, not absolutely not. She's she's a very hard worker, works just so hard between her driving school commitments and some of the other things she does throughout the year. Great ambassador with Susan G. Komen. So uh but yeah, so we'll we'll get to the five hundred grid in the new year, but uh would not be <clears> surprised in the least to see her on it once more. And
2: I think one of the neatest things I saw during the week. Is uh, because you don't see a lot of this happening, and that's uh, Sebastian Vettel and Kimi Raikkonen are going to be running yeah, at Daytona.
4: That's really cool. Uh, to, that is really cool
2: to see those cars. I mean, they were at Homestead uh, last week there was an incident that was all across social media. You know, Darren Jack,
4: yes, and yeah, he I, I posted,
2: caught up with him posted him at that in Austin, uh, he posted a that weeks video ago. of the two cars getting together and that. But I mean, to see these cars at Daytona, that's gonna be pretty cool,
4: yeah. That should be fun. I, I will say, uh, going back to Homestead, to, to hear the V2, sorry, V10 again, the Ferrari V10, yeah. James Davison wheeling it, boy, talk about what Davos driven, frigging V10 yeah. Ferrari and the old arrows from like 1978 and right. back-to-back weeks. So
2: crazy for him. He's leading a charmed life. It's one kind of life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this is another neat deal. It's another not really on the radar yet, but I think as we get closer- it. Yeah, it's the the Race of Champions and in the past it's been held in France uh in Paris London. they had it in London uh it's been in I think it was in Bangkok
4: uh a was year it?
2: Or two ago um and we, we've had the drivers in the past have raced there. I think Montoya did it. Montoya has been there. Schumacher did it a few years. Well, in
4: in this week we had two Two more big names added, Scott Speed and Alexander Rossi. So you've got the Red Bull GRC champ, the 500 champ. Listen to this list. These, these are the drivers okay. already confirmed. Sebastian Vettel, Tom Christensen, Petter Solberg, Juan Pablo Montoya, Ryan Honoré, Tony Cannon. Felipe Massa, Kurt Busch, Travis Pastrana, Scott Speed, Alexander Rossi.
2: Now, that is an eclectic group there. I that's, like that. That's
4: quite a mix. It's a mix. The, for, for those that don't know what the event is, it's kind of a, a, a free-for-all where it's it's side-by-side, you know, competition racing, both driver and team uh, in various types of cars and in, in stock cars, buggies. Uh, I don't know if there's an open-wheel compor- uh, component. Uh, but it's a very interesting and eclectic mix of vehicles, drivers, series, countries, and it's all taking place in the Miami Marlin Stadium, uh the week before next year's Rolex twenty four, and that makes it a very tempting four to two for which I've not a week seen. week before. It's the week before. Yeah.
2: Okay. So in the past I think hasn't is it's, it it's inch?
4: usually been a December race, okay. but this year it's it's a late January race, which is a little again, it's peaking that Florida button, and and you know I don't think the Packers are gonna be playing that weekend, so that that frees up that schedule.
2: Yeah. I got a, a text from a buddy of mine. We're having an argument with the boys about what is the all time best NBA uniform. Ooh, that's a good question. Something that involves light blue. Okay. Like See, the, I'm, like the old Minneapolis Lakers. Oh, okay. I like that. I still like the class. You know, I even though I don't really like the team, and it really got me mad when they che- when they tweaked them when they had, when they do the black on it. But the Boston Celtics, that, that classic Celtics, the classic. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's just there's some iconic uniforms, mm-hmm. and one of them, and I was really glad was happy that the Yankees, even though I hate the Yankees, you got to give them respect for the uniforms. Same thing with the Dodgers. And even the Cubs somewhat, you know, that's one neat, neat thing about the World Series this year. I mean, you had a cl- two classic franchises. You had the two lovable losers, whatever you want to call it, in classic uniforms. It's not like right. the, the Miami Marlins, <laughs> speaking of which, and, <laughs> and their uniform in that. But, you know, it just... it. It's, it's Class,
4: classics withstand the test of time, and they're they're yeah. good regardless, whereas if you're the Miami Marlins or the Arizona Diamondbacks and you have an identity crisis because you change your uniforms every five years, well, how are you building a brand if you're changing right. that much? You can't do it.
2: Well, usually bad franchises do that. Case in point, when the Brewers were really bad, worse than they are now, they were doing that a lot, changing their uniforms, changing but logos. But you see, what, what, do you, what have they brought back? Throwback right. Fridays. Right, there Fresh. you go. So, I mean, it's just like it, – I think NBA uniforms are a little bit tougher than like M- NFL is no problem. No, mine is San well, Diego mine Chargers. Is,
4: no, 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 NFL with these hideous Thursday
2: night all color. Right, uniforms but I mean for now. classic uniform, my classic uniform is the 1969 through 73 San Diego Chargers powder blues. Powder blues, blues. Yeah. and everybody, and it's funny when you go when you look at a home game, everybody's dressed in powder blues. It's like Spanos, come on, get it together. They need but, a stadium first. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Brazilian Grand Prix, we hardly talked about it. We know it's going to be Mercedes winning it. We know
4: Mercedes. uh, Nico can win the championship if he wins the race this weekend. He's won there the last two years. Lewis Hamilton's never won there, but he's won the last two in a row. Um,
2: I pegged Nico to win both and put us all out of our misery. I think so. I totally agree with that. And we were going to have David Hobbs on last week, but he was at the Carl Carl Haas Memorial, Yeah. and there's a lot of movers and shakers there.
4: Yeah, uh, good Good to see the the turnout of, of past drivers there. Uh, Mario and, and David posted pics on mm-hmm. Twitter. I think there were nine past drivers there. Yeah, yeah Christian Fettopaldi. Fettopaldi. Cristiano D'Amato was yes. there, which was great to see. Um, yep. You know, Jankara Servia on down the line.
2: Um, and and going Pat Brian Redman. Brian Redman. Who drove for him in the 70s in Formula 5000. So that was mm-hmm. a neat deal. Carl Haas, my first boss at Milwaukee Mile. Right. Even though it's really thick Staller, he, he reported to but uh, yeah, it was a neat deal. Uh, sad to see Carl go. Now we got both, you know, sadly, uh, both Paul Newman and Carl Haas are gone. And it's Tell just... you what, there's a heck of a
4: team being formed in heaven yeah,
2: right now. There is. So uh, with that, it is time. Uh, we've run out of time here. Poor Mitch is screaming at us going, come on, end this thing here before yes. you run over. So uh, Tony, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks. It's been a fun year. And we got one more show. Are you going to be able to join us next week at all? I will not. Been good people have said, Oh, I love that Tony Dezino rock star. I get that a lot. There's Sting, and then there's Tony, De- Tony Dean. I'm not on Sting's level, but I'll take it. <laughs> You've been listening to the final inspection show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in New Grove, Wisconsin, along with our friends at Waukee Area Napa Auto Care Association on the web at milwcar.com. Thanks for listening on The Fan.